Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. everyone thank you as always for tuning into radio harambe i'm dave mcbride broadcasting from the radio harambe studios and joining me after finishing four nights at the sands is safari mike mike how are you today and how is las vegas you know there's no sands anymore you know that right i just like to say the sands i don't know why <laughs> i always say i want the you to say like the flamingo or the sahara or something like that that's still there the sands just makes me think of <laughs> frank sinatra mike uh, it just makes me think of frank sinatra well dave here in las vegas it's awfully tough it's sunny 95 very difficult very, very difficult. It is 50 and pouring rain here on the East Coast today. Is so, it really? Yes. I heard it was nice, though, recently. Is that true? or is uh, it? Uh, you know, it's spring on the East Coast. It, it, you get yeah. uh, you get some days where it's 75 and sunny, and then you get this. That's just the right, way it right, is. Right. We don't live in a desert over here, Mike. We don't live in a desert. Um, I mean, it is, it is early May now, Dave. You're supposed to get past the April showers. You know, you're supposed I to get May flowers now. Yeah. Yeah. Today's a rough one. Yeah. Um, mm. Anyway, before we get started, uh, mm-hmm. don't forget, folks, you can join us both on um, Twitter. Mike is at Jombo Everyone. I'm at Radio Harambe. You can join the show, Jombo or Radio Harambe, on Facebook. And join us on Instagram, Disney's Animal Kingdom, actually, over there. And uh, any of those places, you can find the link to our T Public store where we're uh-huh. um, selling t shirts and sending all of the money that we make off it to the International Rhino Fund. Anything to Foundation. add there? Foundation, sorry. Anything to <laughs> add there? I get that wrong every week, too. Any- every week, yeah. <laughs> no, nothing more to add. I mean, just check out the store. There's a lot of stuff for uh, <clears throat> Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge, which we'll be talking about today. Um, you know, I wore the Sinatra shirt to Sinatra, and, uh, you know, everybody, all the all the staff there were uh, loved the T-shirt. So, so if you want to uh, have a conversation with a cast member at Animal Kingdom or Animal Kingdom Lodge, one good way to do it is uh, getting one of those shirts. <laughs> That's I, I always I always end up feeling the same way. You know, you wear one of these things, and somebody is always always saying something to you. Even back, like you know, this show, folks, goes from before Animal Kingdom was your favorite park. Uh, when it was nobody's favorite park, and except for me and Mike, and <laughs> it felt like, and uh, we were making T-shirts back then, and I remember, you know, every single uh, cast member stopping me and saying, I couldn't rem- couldn't believe how many of them knew what the show was. That was what was amazing mm. to me at the beginning. But uh, anyway, as Mike, not a half day park shirt sold pretty well back then. Well, I was just going to say that was the one that we don't really- get, we don't sell those anymore. Those are not on our store anymore. Because it is no longer, and no one thinks nope. that anymore. That yeah, was that's that. The, that's how long this show has been. Mike <laughs> and I have been doing this since major podcasting people were calling the Animal Kingdom a half day park. That was probably fifty percent of the reason why we even started any of this. Was because uh, I can't tell you how many like uh, guest spots I did on other podcasts podcast to argue the point that it's uh, not a half day uh, yeah, park. Yeah, yeah, that used to be like your uh, your other job was doing stuff like that. <laughs> But now everybody loves the Animal Kingdom. It's everybody's favorite park. And, uh, you know, we got all these people who now listen to us. Back then it was like our parents, and that was really it. Um, so, Mike, a couple of weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, you were telling us about the art of the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, we only got through half of what you had. Yeah, we went through mostly sort of like the overall themes. Today, I want to talk a little bit more specifically about specific things that you'll see, right. particularly in the lobbies. And, bef- and before we send Mike down into the weeds of all this, um, you know, it, the 
we say this all the time about the park, about the animal kingdom, is stop. You know, don't don't look at your phone as to what you have to run to next. Give yourself an hour every time you go there to just stop, soak it in, look around. And there is no place, no resort that you mm-hmm. can say that more about than the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It is the, either one, it is the resort that you need to experience. All the other resorts, listen, they're well-themed hotels. That's what they are. For all for all of the glory of the Polynesian <laughs> or the boardwalk, they're well-themed hotels. That's what mm-hmm. they are. The Animal Kingdom Lodge is almost a theme park. <laughs> it's, it's like a museum meets a zoo. And right. you're not going to find that anywhere else. You know, right. so I mean, we did we did a show not that long ago about a, a one day touring plan of the lodge. Of the lodge, you know, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Because there's just so many things to do. Because not only is you said, Dave, it's a museum. Yeah, uh, you could spend a couple hours wandering around, just looking at the different yeah. art, and it, and it's a zoo. You could spend some time on all the different savannas. There's four of them. Yep. Um, but it's also you know there's all the, all these activities that they do like night vision goggles and uh, you know. Uh, Yep. African-inspired Disney design tours, which you know we recommend to everybody all the time. More than one time, I've told people who are staying for however many nights at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, buy yourself a day short on the tickets, save yourself the money on your park tickets, and just spend a day at that lodge. Because it is the one lodge where you can, the one hotel where you can truly just spend a day there and always have something to do. And it's it, that's, well, that's what's great about it. Anyway, I'm I've gushed enough. Mike, get going. Sure. So we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about different things at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. But before we get to the specifics of different parts of the the lobbies of both Jumbo House and Kidani Village, um, I just wanted to point out that, you know, the Disney took extra special caution to not be stereotypical like the Jungle Cruise. And there's been a lot of, you know, a lot of scuttlebutt recently because they took away you know, Trader Sam at the end of uh, Jungle Cruise, and right. you know some people are up in arms about that. But you know, they're, they're, they they were actively obviously when the lodge was built, there was a much different mentality in the in the public at large, and you know, jokes like you would get on uh, Jungle Cruise were no longer really accepted as like in contemporary form. Right. So they they were very particular about um, you know avoiding stereotypes like the Jungle Cruise, and the, you know they. Uh, got specific scholars, you know, they hired uh, art uh, scholars for uh, Africa, uh, two by the name of Herbert Cole and Doran Ross. They also got a gallerist involved, Charles Davis. So they, they hired people in the art world to help them stock, so to speak, yeah. um, the, the uh, Jambo House and the Kidani Village. Can I, can uh, I, they just, go so, go can I just jump in something there? Uh, yeah, just because, you know, it's a constant struggle, uh, and I understand the struggle for Disney's people. Um, tastes change. You know, things change. What people find entertaining or funny or whatever change, it is, sensibility, all that stuff, it all changes. And the Jungle Cruise is one of those things, just like Pirates before it. Um, you know, like... The Splash Mountain now, right? It's um, just not just that, but I mean, go back and watch uh, "I Love Lucy." I mean, course. some of the jokes they of made about course. Hispanic culture, yeah, or just, you know, the women's place in society would never be accepted now, um, for better or for worse. I'm not trying to say one is good or bad. I'm just saying right. that the tastes of America have changed from those times, and this, an old, kaji old. You know, curmudgeon like me, stodgy old curmudgeon like me, uh, you know, could sit around and long for the days when the pirates were chasing the women, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, but I get I'm not the only audience. There's a there's a changing audience and changing sensibility. But the cool thing about the Animal Kingdom Lodge is they didn't. That's not what they did here. They didn't. They weren't trying to entertain you with something funny. This is something entirely separate from that. It goes so far, Dave, as to – well, let me ask you this. What word – a word now – will you not word. see on any of the uh, plaques uh, describing the art at the Animal Kingdom Lodge? I'm going to throw out there, and if I'm wrong, uh, um, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to say African. No, that's not correct. Because I thought maybe you were you're going to tell me that they would say 
Kenyan or they often they don't there's not a lot of Swahili instead sure. of right 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 sure um let me take another guess <laughs> uh, this goes along the lines of uh, what we were talking about really it's a well, little I... bit of a change of sensibilities okay go ahead tell me tribe you'll never see the word tribe oh, used in any yeah, of the yeah. they'll use people yep. uh, you know the yep. the uh you know whatever the Kembe people of Nigeria or something right. like that. They will not say tribe because it brings about sort of a, you know, a, a visual uh, of, you know, primitive, you know, prehistoric kind of people. And that's just not the case, which is also true in North America. You don't, you, you hear, you don't hear those phrases used as much sure, as we want for to. native American. Uh, exactly. People, First right? nations yeah, yeah. are used now yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff instead. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so let's talk, Briefly about uh, well, not briefly. But let's talk about the Jumbo House and the, and the main building. I mean, it looks like it was designed to look like it was built of like mud. And there's like the the uh, mud like homes of the Nekanese people of Ganya, for example, was what they were going for. And there's also figures that they make, and these are not uh, um, actual artifacts. But on the at the front of this of the building, they you know recently built, but they were designed like uh, figures from the from the Ivory Coast. Now, the, um, there's two different kinds of visual culture going on at, um, at the Jambo House and Kidani Village. And it's basically broken into uh, two different parts. There's the art displays, and that's, of course, the museum-like you know, things that you see behind glass and you know, have little plaques to tell you what it's for. But it's also the decor, the thematics of it. Um, and Disney you know, went out of its way to kind of to, – to sort of model – the designs of the house itself, the building itself, the, the the lighting fixtures, the couches, to be that visual culture, the decor like stools and chairs and chandeliers. Like chandeliers, for example, in Jumbo House look like they are uh, surrounded by Maasai Mara shields. Those are not actual Maasai Mara shields, but you know they designed to look like that. Same thing with what's on the front of your doors in at uh, both hotels. Elephant tusks are, you know, used in different decor. The carpet is very African-like style in its textiles. Lights look like the heads of drums that are used in, in the music in the area. Uh, the wallpaper often has maps of Africa or, or something, some sort of decor to sort of bring you to the African and sort of immerse you into the African feel. Um, there are four components of the art that's used. There's entertainment, education, escape, and aesthetics. Those were kind of the ideas that they were looking for to bring you uh, full force into uh, the animal king uh, to Africa and the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, the the lobby of the Jumbo House. Um, it in, there are welcome mats, for example. Again, these are similar. They're not you know they were not created. They're not ancient uh, welcome mats. But they were designed to buy, to look like ones that are used in the Congo. The, they're traditionally, actually in the Congo, they're traditionally used on walls. But here at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, they are used as just like welcome mats. But it's it was used by the uh, the bank people of the Congo to sort of welcome people into the, you know, into the um, uh, into the their homes in in Africa. Uh, Imagineers in, in this case use crushed glass in a lot of instances to make it more noticeable. Um, and, and to sort of reflect sort of the natural resources of Africa. Of course, everybody knows that you know, most of our diamonds, for example, come from Africa. Now, the front of the, of the lobby, there's the king's door. And that's the door you walk into, uh, into the Jambo House lobby. And it is from the Nupe tribe in Nigeria. And there, uh, each king had a very specific door to their home or to their palace and if you touched if you are you know a member of those that tribe <laughs> i use the word um you would you're <laughs> just touching the door was considered a privilege in their in their culture um and you know the doors are hundreds of years old there they're not so here at the at the jumbo house but there are various items depicted on it like canoes and drums and you know showing them this different ceremonies and things like that so take a look at the doors when you go into um, into the Jumbo House. The balconies also very well designed. To gr and each balcony itself, each sort of atrium kind of, has its own grand Badu uh, mask. And this is from the uh, Bandoko people of the Ivory Coast. 
and they're used these these uh, masks are used in festivities new year's festivities um but they were designed they were constructed by imagineers to sort of look like the Badu masks of uh of the ivory coast now um there are some other things here like i was talking about the maasai mara shields and the chandelier they they use a lot of geometric patterns uh, in fabrics in africa i mean just take a look at for example um we'll take a look at uh, Barutica uh, and their clothing it's very geometric shapes and sizes uh, you know shapes and 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 colors are are broken down into very geometric designs and that's very typical of certain areas for in, like in Kenya for example um you ready to move on to some of the more specific things Dave or you have anything to talk about for the lobby no i mean the lobby is the lobbies are very different uh, in Jumbo House and oh, yeah. in Kadani. Oh, I mean, they couldn't be more different other than, you know, I mean, even the color palettes are different. Mm-hmm. But um, boy, oh boy, they're, they're <laughs> you spend an hour just walking around the lobby if you want to stop and see things. I, I also want to tell you, you take this podcast and the last one with you the next time you go to the lodge. Listen to where Mike's telling you this stuff is and go have a look at it. But if you're not going to do that, find somebody because there are a lot of cultural representatives walking around here who if they can't tell you exactly what that is they'll tell you something that's going to blow you away <laughs> anyway sure. go ahead yeah. continue yeah like so one of the things you'll see in the uh jumbo house lobby is the antelope couple and they are right in the front right when you walk in they're behind glass like many of the things we'll be talking about now and there's these two you know sort of primitive looking uh, uh people carvings and it's the antelope couple, because the from the uh, banana people, uh, Bamana people, excuse me, in West Africa, uh, there was the, the antelope was sort of a mythical creature that taught um, the, the, that particular people how to come together and you know started villages and stuff like that. It's called the Chihuahua. It's a mythical antelope. And in uh, Chi, which uh, means work, and Wara, which means animal in their in their language, so that sort of tells you. Uh, what this, what the sort of what this mythical creature did, it helped them to sort of you know come together as a community. Um, they would wear huge headdresses, and the male represents sunshine, oddly enough, and the female uh, represents earth and rain. Um, so take a look at that when you walk in. Another thing that you'll see, my wife would in, argue with those representations. <laughs> well, the the um, the other thing you'll see in that area is the lobi, L-O-B-I couple. And this is from the Lobai people of the Ivory Coast. And this statue, um, you know, is sort of showing you um, it was it was a statue created by these people to sort of protect the village from illness and bad fortune. The people of the Lobai uh, tribe, again, I use that word, um, made offerings to encourage fertility and to sort of help the community as itself. And the, you'll notice that there's an elongation of the right arm on that particular one, one of those particular uh, statues, and that is actually a symbol. It symbolized power in there. You also find another sort of uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little display. Thank you. It, it, which was currency, and the purpose of this is to show the trading that was done. And uh, you know, bronze, for example, you'll see some bronze items there. Bronze was currency to the to the peoples of the Congo, and it was you know made into necklaces and and you know, bracelets and you know things like that. And it was made it much easier to carry. For example, so if you were going to the market, it was a lot easier to carry a necklace, a bronze necklace, than it was since they didn't have any really pockets in their in their in their clothing. So instead of carrying in their hands, they would carry necklaces or bracelets and things like that, and they would use it to trade. You also see telephone wire there. Um, you know, pe- telephone wire is made out of copper. A lot of that comes from Africa, and it's you know, it's used in various art forms, and it's used for currency, um, or was uh, used for currency. And you know, there's all sorts of things. There's uh, you know, uh, various different uh, uh, things to carry gourds and things like that that they would carry their items in. So take a look at you know that particular display. You'll see that in the lobby. You also see some marriage baskets. Um, and they almost look like tusks in some instances. And this is from um, the Lobai people in, in uh, West Africa. It's the middle of West Africa. And these these marriage baskets are made out of strong leather, and it was a sign of acceptance into the family. It was given to a young bride by the mother-in-law. 
uh, on wedding. So the mother-in-law would give this basket to the to the bride and to welcome her and to the fa- to the family. Um, and they were also used for storage and measuring. And different sizes were different measures. But you know, take a look at those. You also see uh, gold weights. These come from Ghana. Um, these were gold that was made in the Ashanti kingdom. Uh, if you ever have, you know, 10 minutes to spare, go on uh, Wikipedia. I do this off. I don't know how often you do this and look up Ashanti, um, the Ashanti kingdom. It's amazing how many powerful empires uh, came and went uh, in Africa, both in, you know, along the Gold Coast or the Ivory Coast or even on um, the east side of Africa, you know, where Ethiopia and the Sudan and Egypt are now. There are all sorts of great kingdoms that you have never ed- ever heard of. That's right. Um, and one of them being the Ashanti kingdom. Mike, um, you, you said know, there was a lot of gold there. You said weights? Yeah, there are gold weights in the, this particular display. And this was used for, again, for currency in the Ashanti kingdom. Uh, that oh, okay. area was called the Gold Coast. Um, and this dipl- the, 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 sorry, the display that they have at Jumbo House is basically showing various um you know balancing scales and things like that that were done to measure gold and, and use it as a as currency in that area at that time yeah i just i just I, I, you said weights so fast i'm like why would you have a weight made out of gold but now i understand what you're getting at. okay there's also some jewelry i know take a look at some of the displays jewelry most of these come from um west africa um you know i won't go into the specifics of each one because i want to get to probably dave what is the what is the probably the most uh, obvious display in the Jumbo House? Everybody you know, stops and, and looks at it. In the lobby of the Jumbo House? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about, I mean, uh, to me, there's there's a couple, but the one that kind of sticks out to me is the, um, a, a, as you're walking down to, um, how do I explain it? Down, d- d- out to the lobby or out to the... Um, Savannah? Uh, the Savannah, yeah. Um, first of all, the thir- the one that sticks out to me is probably the lights, <laughs> the chandeliers. Okay. I mean, okay. that's that's mind blowing with that uh, <laughs> those things there. But and then there's also the sort of fire looking pillars that are right there. But next to that is mm-hmm. um, I think probably what you're going after. Which I'm I'm blanking on the name and I'm trying to look it up. Um, uh, forget what it's called. Don't leave me hanging. Go ahead. Go. The 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 Ajili mask. Uh, the giant uh, headdress. Yes, is huge. Yes, that's exa- these are from Nigeria. It is the largest quote unquote mask in the world. It was actually came over uh, from Nigeria back in the 1980s. It, that is an actual. Uh, mask that was used in ceremonies in Nigeria. Um, it is elephant-like, really. It is huge. It is 16 feet tall. That uh, is the height of, uh, which is basically the height of a female giraffe. It weighs about 250 pounds, which is about how much an ostrich weighs. You know, and, I I stumbled but, because I was couldn't think of. I, I mean. I, Again, it's as you're walking through the middle of the lobby and you're going towards the two sort of fire column. There's columns that look like they have fire at the top of them, but they're lights um, that take you to the stairs to go out to the savannah. This is right to the left of it. Mm-hmm. And I stumbled on it because I don't know that I remembered what the heck it was, like what it was called, because it you, like you said, it's a mask. Well, uh-huh. if it's a mask, it's, you know, it's a mask for the Incredible Hulk. Right. <laughs> now... Again, this was this was actually uh, from Nigeria. It was used by um, you know one community in Nigeria. It was it was the first, as far as I understand, my understanding, it was the first to actually leave the continent of Africa to be displayed in a museum uh, somewhere else. Amazing. Um, it they still use these types of things in Nigeria in certain communities today. It is take a look at it. it takes they're made in secret um, by the community, you know, by certain people in the community. Really? It could take three and a half months to, to build. I would and think. Look at the when you look at the Jilly mask in uh, Jumbo House, you'll notice that there are different levels, and at the top you'll see depictions of the chief, and then it goes on to like the noblemen, the doctors, and things like that. And these were used in a, a, a male a member of the community would 
perform some sort of ritual maneuvering. I, I don't even want to call it dancing because I don't know how you could possibly do it. And um, if he stumbled or fall, fell, I mean, in, back in, not currently, but back in, you know, hundreds of years ago, it could be a curse on the community. And he, that person, that male could be banished from the community for stumbling or falling. But if he successfully completes the dance, uh, he can marry any woman he wants in the tribe. So that was the uh, risk reward of the ceremony of this dance for people who have never been to the um, to the Jumbo House. First of all, you should go. But um, you know, take a take a look at it and just marvel at uh, how somebody could possibly uh, deal with that. But if you look up a Geely mask in um, in the uh, you know on Wikip- uh, on Google, for example. You'll actually see these monstrosities that uh, these guys would put on their head, and you can actually see somebody walking around with one current, you know, in present day, um, trying to maneuver around and you know not stumble or fall. Um, it is remarkable what what the, what they can do with, with these things. But take a look at the mask, and take a look at you know at the different designs, and you'll notice that the, you know there's the chief at the top, and then it goes down you know, the levels of society in, the, in that particular community. But it is a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing piece of art at the, at the, at the uh, Jumbo House. And when everybody stops. Oh, it sure at. is. It sure is. And it, it, the fact that, I mean, again, it's one of those things where you just look at it and you don't, you can't, it's, you can't even figure out what it, what it is. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just this thing that's there. That's just so incredibly beautiful. What else is in the, uh, the the jumbo house? And a lot of not a lot of people notice this, but if you look at the floor, you'll see uh, bronze medallions, and these were created uh, for the jumbo house. Uh, there are five medallions throughout uh, the center of the lobby, and they were actually created by uh, a man by the name of Baba Wago. He is a uh, children's author um, from Africa, uh, and he created or at least designed these uh, bronze medallions that you'll see. Uh, at the floor of the uh, the lobby, the first medallion, the one closest to the lobby, to the uh, door, excuse me, signifies the vastness of the continent. It's sort of a design of the continent of Africa, and it d- d- displays that it's number one. That's the second largest continent uh, in the, on Earth, and there are over a thousand languages spoken uh, in uh, on the continent of Africa today. Uh, of course, Africa has two wonders of the world, uh, Victoria Falls and the Pyramid. It's a very diverse continent. I don't think – and when people think of Africa, at least you know, 40 or 50 years ago, they thought of like jungle crews, like these tribes and you know, lions and the savanna. But there's a lot more to Africa than that, you know, from Egypt to Ethiopia to South Africa to the West Coast, all that kind of stuff. And that first medallion sort of is trying to show you the vastness of the continent. It's a, it's a, it's a um, – it's a map, so to speak, of Africa. The second one, the second medallion, that if you walk in a line on it, it this shows the inter- interdependence between man and the animal world. And it's not necessarily just you know hunter and the hunted, like man hunting you know food on the, on the plains. But there, in this particular medallion, you'll see rivers and lakes and, and things like that. That in, there are rivers and lakes all over Africa, and fishing plays an important role in most. Um, African diets and in ancient times the only way fishermen for example could find fish was that they would look for birds in the sky and see where they were going to fish anybody who's been on for example on the uh, you know on the ocean you'll sometimes see flocks of birds like landing in the water or diving into the, to pick up fish so they would use the, the birds themselves to help them find the fish and that was a way that man and animal were interdependent not just because man would hunt an animal for food or you know train a dog to help them hunt or protect their sheep, but also what I just said is they would um, you know find uh, birds and 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 use them to help fish. And in fact, fishermen in Africa would often leave some fish behind um, to a sort of like a, a thank you to the birds uh, for helping them fish. The third medallion then shows sort of similar. It shows the. Uh, teamwork and cooperation between animals. Uh, here, you actually see like uh, a couple of elephants riding on the back of crocodiles, and it's just sort of a 
symbolism of in, in anybody who's seen an Af, you know a uh, a wildlife documentary sees birds sitting on top of crocodiles or all around elephants and birds help to clean those animals pick you know bugs off elephants or help actually clean the teeth of crocodiles i don't know if you've actually seen um, Dave, uh, uh, any pictures of a crocodile with his mouth wide open and a bird sitting in it and you're waiting for the bird to get eaten. But the crocodile doesn't do it because that bird is helping him clean his teeth, uh, which is important for his health. You can't eat your dentist. The bird. You can't eat yes. your dentist, Mike. <laughs> exactly. So um, that is the third medallion. The fourth medallion is, uh, again, showing... Um, cooperation between animals in the animal kingdom um for in here is uh, i think this one has elephants a elephants for example have a very keen sense of smell and in africa um uh, sometimes water is not on the surface but just below the below the um b- you know below the dirt and not far not deep in the ground and elephants will be able to dig out, since they're so powerful, dig out and get to water tables under the water, uh, under the ground, excuse me. Animals follow uh, elephants and to sort of, um, you know, find, you know, find water. In South Africa, uh, many, many people think, and, and you'll see a peacock on this particular medallion, many people view the peacock as just sort of a, a beautiful little bird. You know, they're often like in parks and stuff and things like that. But in South Africa, um, the family communities thought the peacock was evil because when it spreads its feathers, there are a lot of eyes. So this bird, it was the bird of a thousand eyes and was settled. It was, you know, these eyes cursed the crops and all that kind of stuff. So um, there's a peacock on this particular medallion as well. But again, it's showing um, sort of like the relationship between animals and the role they play in nature. The last and not least, the fifth medallion is one that shows actually the village. And um, and you'll see musical instruments and people dancing. Uh, we see different instruments uh, around, again, a crocodile. There's drums and gourds that are used for rattles and to make guitars. Um, you know, for example, the, uh, the, the, the gentleman who walks around Harambe plays. What's that instrument called, Dave, the one that he plays? You know? Oh. If you don't know, I, mean, I don't know off the top of my head. But that is made out of gourds and things like that. And, you know, this is depicting the celebrations of good stuff like a good harvest or a wedding or even a funeral. Um, and these celebrations had music in them, had fire, had dancing, body painting, and again, masks, which you will see throughout uh, both Jumbo House and Kidani Village, uh, various masks. Another thing that you'll see in the lobby is the Ogun, O-G-U-N, fire pit. Do you know what Ogun is, Dave? Of course Let's not. Let's put you on the... <laughs> Ogun was a god in uh, certain African mythology. He was the god of ironworking and war. Uh, so the fire pit uh, was named after him because ironworking, obviously, they use a lot of fire. And the fire pit here is used... I, I know they do storytelling sometimes at night and things like that, but... Just to sit there by the fire uh, is fantastic. Um, I don't know if you have a fire pit, Dave, at uh, your house now. I do here. I love sitting around a fire at night. I don't know about you, but it's great. It's very soothing. And it's a great place to stop in the lobby. I don't have one. You could talk to my wife about that. (laughs) Dave, let's let's way, By the way, the instrument he plays in Harambe is a kora, or it's also known as a mandinka harp. But he calls it a core, K-O-R-A. Okay, but it's made out of gourd, uh, gourds. Um, But anyway, let's move to Jiko. Jiko is a uh, beautiful restaurant, and you know, not to go too too off the beaten path here, Dave. uh, I had heard from um, cast members at the Animal Kingdom Lodge who were named nameless that there is a strong possibility Jiko will never come back. Um, from the COVID shutdown. It is currently closed. Really? And there is serious discussions that it will never come back, at wow. least not in its old form. They were discussing, uh, this particular cast member told me they're contemplating using it as like um, space for events. Like if, uh, you know, you want to get married somewhere and have your, you know, reception in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, you would use Jico or what was there. 
um, you it know, must, there are it must not have been, about. it must it not, not have been making money. As well as we yeah. Thought. Yeah. That's, that's the only reason yeah, why Disney doesn't do things for any other reason. Yeah. So there's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a, a you know, cut in stone and neither did this, these particular cast members, but they said that they had heard that there's a strong possibility. Uh, Jiko will not come back. Uh, which stinks because I always loved Jiko. I thought it was a great restaurant, and the braised short rib was to die for there. Um, I, I loved it there. It was too but, expensive. Um, I don't know. If it was a signature restaurant, so yes, it was. It was pricey. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you two and I have on the dining plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you and I have <laughs> thought about this before, and I have thought about it with many people. Um, I have yet to go into an incredibly expensive Disney restaurant and think to myself that it deserves to be incredibly expensive. I think Jico is a great restaurant in Disney World adjusted terms. For the kind of money you were spending, uh, Mike, you've probably got 30 places in Vegas that can deliver uh, you know, that quality for less. That's just the way um... I always felt. It's probably yes. two in every casino, Mike. Well, I see that that's where you're probably wrong because if you go into uh, if you eat in a casino restaurant, prices are often Disney esque. <laughs> in the in the certainly at at certain casinos, like yeah. um, you know the Cosmo or um, the Bellagio or you know sort of the higher end casinos, you are um, you know spending a pretty penny for for dinner at the, at those. Um, you know, if you go to some, if you go to some crappy casinos, they have like Denny's and White Castles in there. So I'm not even counting that, but certainly off strip. Um, and this is not a Vegas, uh, you know, travel show, but off strip, I, I know plenty of very good restaurants, top quality restaurants that of course are not, are not Chico's price. Welcome to the Vegas Mike podcast. <laughs> I go play Blackjack Mike on... Uh... <laughs> Even better. <laughs> anyway, so Jico. Um, they are, you know, it's very... It's it's designed... You've been in Jico, right, Dave? Yes, I have been okay. in Jico. Okay. So it's designed to look like the Savannah at night or at uh, twilight. And um, the colors they use, for example... Are, are kind of trying to make you come to that. It's, you know, it's dusk time and there's, you know, a very kind of, uh, you know, there's like a flock of birds in the back wall and the, the back wall itself is, you know, sort of to symbolize the sort of the dusk time, dinner time really of, uh, uh, in Africa. And uh, there's support columns there that have rings around them. This is, these are designed to look a lot like, things that are worn uh, by women in West Africa around their neck. There is uh, beaded crowns in there. There's, you know, all sorts of other things like that. And um, it's a beautiful restaurant. And again, I'm kind of disappointed that uh, that it might be closing for good because it is very pretty in there. And if you have a chance, go down there and take a look at it. Um, oh, it's gorgeous. You know, you also, you also see some uh, Asafo flags. And these are designed by the Asafo people, and it was used to warn uh, enemies, like, you know, we're here, you know, we're tough, you know, back off, this is our, this is our flag. Um, there's also the Sunset Lounge, which is right around there, and this is, you know, this is over by, it's sort of that, sort of that overlook area, over by where the, um, you know, where you can actually do night vision goggles sometimes at Jumbo House. Here you'll see things like weapons and uh, carvings, but you also see a pith helmet. And this, there's a lot of reference. There's also a lot of uh, black and white photographs in this in this lounge area, and it's sort of designed to be like a colonial administrator's office, and it's kind of showing that uh, you know it's kind of symbolic of that um, time period where you know the European powers had taken control and divvied up Africa, and there's a lot of references to the colonial experiences of Africa uh, in that. Uh, before we leave the Jumbo House lobby, Dave, is there anything you want to talk about more about the Jumbo House lobby? No, I mean, I, I don't. Clearly, I don't know as much about the specifics of some of these things that you are that you're, you know, going through here. Um, I, I just, I, I'm still kind of over. I'm still kind of not over the idea of shutting Jico down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be, and the reason why I say that is because. Um, 
even though it's a signature restaurant and I've been there before and I really liked it and I thought it was really expensive, but I really liked it. Um, the one thing the Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, you know, should be most proud of is its ability to offer so many different things. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the amount of dining offered between Sanaa and Jiko and Boma and the Mara is um, probably just about where it needs to be. And the idea of losing an option for the Animal Kingdom Lodge, ah, God, I mean, I just, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it was. Listen, I think all of these signature restaurants um, are asking too much. I said that, Uh, Mm -hmm. but I'm surprised because it was there for a long time and it was incredibly well regarded. And I'm surprised they just didn't try retooling it first, or maybe even making it a little smaller. You know, and doing something with the rest of the space, and maybe um, they'll do that. Who knows? Like I said, it's yeah, not, it's not set in stone what they're going to do, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. The Animal Kingdom Lodge and Jumbo House, in particular, and and this is part of the reason why I almost like Kidani Village more, is um, a sort of an attack on the senses in in the Big Lodge in the Jumbo House, uh-huh. uh, and Kidani really isn't, uh, and and. The Jumbo House is so impressive, and there's so much there, and there's noises everywhere, and there's all different colors, and there's stuff on the floor, and there's stuff in glass, and there's these incredible lights on the ceiling, and then you go down the hill, those stairs, and there's water sounds, and there's all this food and all these smells. I mean, it's just an attack on the senses, you know, Mm -hmm. and you really do have to sort of... And you can hear just what Mike's saying here. You got to kind of stop and let your senses adjust and then take all this stuff in because it's so easy to just have some of this go right over you because there's just so much going on, not just with the art uh, collection that Mike's talking about, but with all the other stuff that comes into all this as well. Just walking from the door down to Jico, it's like an attack on your senses, you know, there's so much there. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go to Kadani Village for a little bit, Dave, uh, before we uh, bid adieu. Um, Kadani Village, of course, came well after uh, Jumbo House. Um, there are nearly 400 pieces of museum-quality art in Kadani Village alone. Um, the rooms have over 4,000 handcrafted pieces, um, like the lights and the blankets and the furniture. Um these were all handcrafted for the resort itself, and they're all sort of African designed. Um, Kidani Village itself was constructed by, or was designed, I should say, by Peter Dominic. Uh, Dave, I think you probably know who Peter Dominic is. Well, but, I, I know his connection to other properties. Right. He also designed the Jamba House as well as the Wilderness Lodge, and there's a lot of similarities into the grandness of. Jumbo and Wilderness Lodge, but he also designed Kidani Village. Of course, the the lobby itself much more subdued, yeah. not nearly as grand. Uh, yeah. Be- before you know, Kidani Village, before Kidani Village, he was the big lodge dude, right? Right. And um, you know, he he Dave. You know, when we ever do if or if we ever do another uh, Hall of Fame episode, I would uh, nominate Peter Dominic to the uh, totally. Animal Kingdom Hall of Fame. Absolutely. But uh, we and we will do that. We're due for that. We are due for that. We are due for that. we got to figure out how we want to do that. But I digress. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of fabric used in the lobby of Kadani Village. And there are two types of cloths used. One is the kente cloth of Ghana. Uh, those are, you've seen them all, but you've seen them before, even if you don't recognize the name. And there's also Kuba cloths that are used from the Congo. And these are specifically designed cloths. And they use them a lot in the fabrics of the furniture in the lobby itself. The store is Johari, and I don't know if we talked about this, Dave, but do you know what Johari means? No, and I actually knew somebody who... Jewel. I was just going to say, I knew somebody who named their dog Johari. Oh, really? uh, Yeah, and I was trying to think of why he did that. That's why, because she was a jewel. Oh, well, that's different (laughs) than how I named my dog. Um, (laughs) But it also has an Animal Kingdom connection. Um, For those who don't know, we have a new puppy named Rhodey. But anyway... Um, the alcoves here at Kadani Village, for anybody who has walked in the Kadani Village um, uh, you know, hotel, has stayed there, uh, knows that you can have a very long walk from, from the lobby to your uh, hotel room. 
uh, if you're sort of at the tail end of one of these uh, you know halls. But each little alcove, each little turning of the lobby, there are you know full of art, full of um, displays uh, in different alcoves. At the check-in desk, um, and I think I've discussed this on the podcast in the past. And the check-in desk, if you look behind them, you'll see all sorts of like tools and things like that. And um, you know, some people may ask, well, why do they have like picks and shovels and things like that behind? Uh, the desk of the check-in desk. Do you know, Dave, why they why they have that there? Uh, you've told me once before. Um, um, my feeling is that it's always sort of the beginning of an expedition, or you know, that kind of thing. That's kind of the that's the actually vibe. incorrect. That's the vibe that's it actually... gives off to me. But I knew that's not what it was. I understand that that's sort of the vibe. Uh, of course, at the when you're checking in check-in desk, you're usually handing uh, Disney. Uh, thousands upon thousands of dollars to stay in their room for a couple of days. So the uh, tools themselves were actually currency in many areas of Africa. They will exchange, you know, their pick for this, you know, these uh, gourds full of grain or whatever. So, you know, what they're depicting there is actually types of currency. And while you're handing uh, Disney your credit card, that's sort of the credit cards that they had back in the day well, in, you- in Africa. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Safari Mike says, next time you go, just bring some garden tools. <laughs> exactly. And you shouldn't um, have a problem. <laughs> Again, there's some more, you know, displays here, uh, you know, in the lobby. Not as many as you'll get in the Jumbo, just because it's maybe a quarter of the size. But you'll see, for example, the Ijo Fisherman headdress, which is back there. It's like a canoe-shaped headdress, and that was... These headdresses were used to evoke the water spirits uh, for the Ijo people uh, to help them fish. There's, you know, a, a, another uh, mask used by the Ijo people. Uh, it was shaped like a hippo, and they would dance again to evoke spirits to help them with their hunt and their fishing. Um, Sanaa, of course, is right downstairs. Sanaa is designed to be sort of like a stylized market. Uh, there's a lot of different, even at the, at the front desk, you'll see like gourds, you know, full of or supposed to be full of grains and things like that. You're supposed to be in this open air market. And in fact, back in the day, I don't think they do this anymore. But, um, you know, the, the wait staff would refer to themselves as merchants um, because it was supposed to be this stylized market. I don't I don't think they do that anymore. But, um, you know, that I haven't heard that. The, uh, yeah. Cons- yeah, it was the conceit when it first opened. Uh, you'll see various different types of items related to, um, in, in Sanaa itself, uh, pieces of art that are related to the, the market sense of, uh, of the, or the market theme. There's, for example, a Nupe pots. Uh, the Nupe people of uh, Nigeria would use these terracotta parts, uh, pots excuse me, to store food. And there are some of those at the front of uh, Kidani, oh, excuse me, of Sanaa, for example. There are rice baskets. There are uh, uh, Kapsiki gourds. Uh, again, these are gourds that were designed by the Kapsiki people of Cameroon um, to store items, you know, food items and things like that. Um, so that is over at Sanaa. And Sanaa, of course, is a, one of my favorite restaurants. So I suggest you all go there. Let's go back, Dave, unless there's anything. Well, actually, no, there's one other uh, thing I want to talk about, about uh, Kadani Village. And that is, of course, the um, King's Library. The King's Library is, um, if you're looking, if you're walking into the lobby, all the way back to the right a little bit is the King's Library. Uh, There are some great pieces of uh, art used in there. I know we've discussed this in the past, so I won't uh, try to trap you on this, but you'll notice it's called the library, even though it doesn't have any books. Uh, Dave, I know we've talked about this. I don't know if you remember why that is. Why no, I don't TV remember. And there's a TV in there, a beautiful, uh, you know, big screen TV in there, uh, playing the news and things like that. Uh, and there's no books, but it's called the library because in Africa, at least in ancient times, um, they would they did not have paper, they did not write books. So stories, myths, legends, things of that nature were passed down uh, through generations through the use of storytelling. So that's why you have a TV in the King's Library, because their library uh, back in ancient times was really, you know, the older people telling stories about the myths that they had heard and been passed down from their parents and stuff like that. So that's why you have a TV in there instead of um, any books. Um, But again, 
make sure you, when you're walking to Kidani Village, take a look at all of the different fascinating pieces of art. There's, like I said, over 400 pieces of art, like museum quality uh, pieces of African art. And I suggest you take your time to look through there. But I want to go back to Jumbo House, Dave, before we end our little tour. That's because um, outside of the lobby, there are other things that uh, you can find. For example, uh, Zawadi, the um, the store itself. There are uh, you know shelves with like tree trunk uh, ladders that are used by the Dogon people of Mali and things like that. There are stools that are designed from Asante. So even the the uh, furniture uh, in the store itself, the Zawadi uh, Traders store, has some great pieces of furniture and that are themed very well to you know parts of Africa. But there are also uh, different areas of the lodge itself that almost have sort of like these little, almost like these little museum rooms. So there are two trails, they call them trails, but that's just basically wings of the, of the uh, hotel, the Kudu and Zebra trails, they call them. And there are spots on the second, third and fourth floors where there is sort of like a break in the rooms and there's sort of like a little circular room kind of thing. And there are like some serious pieces of art uh, in those areas too. So even if you're not staying at Jumbo House, I would recommend you take a walk down the trails to see some of these sort of these like little museum rooms, I'll, I'll call them. Um, and they all have like different kind of um, uh, themes. So the third and fifth floors, so they're, they're, they're sort of the same. There's the second, third, fourth, and fifth floors. On the third and the fifth floors, they're open to the floor below, so you can actually look, and you know there, there's an open area space, and you can see the, the the from the third floor to the second floor, and from the fifth to the fourth. There are photo murals uh, on the third and fifth floors uh, depicting various sort of, um, I guess the word I'm looking for is themes that they're going for. Uh, for example, there's uh, African households. For example, is uh, one theme. And you'll see in the you know, on the fifth floor murals on the on the kudu side, you'll see photo murals that highlight the you know childhood, um, you know going to work, certain things you used around the house, and then on the fourth floor, where um, they'll actually have items, uh, a, a ladle that was from ancient Liberia, um, you know some palm oil containers, uh, things like that. Um, on the zebra trail, for example, on the fourth and fifth floor, there is a, a area dedicated to African royalty. So on the fifth floor, there are pictures of the chiefs of uh, certain uh, communities in Kenya. They're draped in their kente cloth. And then on the floor below that, there'll be uh, some items. For example, there's a pair of sandals that a royalty wore in Africa with gold leaf decor. There's a a hat with ornaments on there. There's a state sword. Yeah, there is a linguistic staff, which was used by the spokesman of the tribe to, to talk to people. But above that, there are pictures of various Asante kings and queens and, and things like that. So uh, another one is on the third floor of the zebra trail. There is that particular theme. The second and third floor on the zebra trail is the domestication of animals so they'll have uh, you know pictures of uh, people uh, and farming and having their animals but below that they have for example a buff mask a buffalo mask excuse me from Cameroon that they use uh, in certain ceremonies to help harvesting and things like that so some of the um, various themes are daily life they're showing uh, households music things like that spiritual life and masks and music uh, special occasions like, uh, you know, uh, weddings and funerals and things like that. And there's also sort of royalty and puppets and music. So take a look at, go onto the, you know, both the Kudu, uh, Kudu and Zebra Trails, stop at these little areas, and you'll see like these little museums uh, for uh, these different themes of uh, African life uh, in, you know, whether it's currently or or in the past that they have an amazing set of sort of artwork related to those themes. Uh, but Dave, that's sort of uh, what I wanted to talk to everybody about with um, the Out Lodge and sort of giving you a brief, I mean, I, I couldn't possibly have uh, 
there's no way that could be brief. Going on for days. (laughs) Going on for days. But even brief Uh, can't be brief with all the stuff that's there. I mean, it's not possible. Yeah, so that is uh, the Animal Kingdom Lodge. Again, like we we talked about many, many times in the past, we recommend everybody, even if you're not staying there, to go over and, you know, spend an afternoon checking out the various lodges and and enjoy the, the animals, but it also enjoy the art. And uh, I hope you I hope this helps you sort of appreciate, um, you know, what what Disney was trying to do, what the Imagineers were trying to do uh, when they built the Animal Kingdom Lodge and Kidani Village. Listen, I don't want to talk out of turn, but as North Americans or at least Americans, at least growing up where I'm growing up, you know, when they when Epcot started. Uh, when Epcot was built, we all had a little idea of what London was like and what France was like and what Italy was like. We all kind of knew a little bit about a few of these places. Um, but I think we have as a culture a real lack of understanding of the history and the culture of Africa. And it is incredible. And as Mike mentioned, there are things like the Ashantis, um, you know, the amount of uh civilizations that have come and gone on mm-hmm. all over the continent of Africa the the amount of wealth and and knowledge that were in places like Ethiopia i mean we're talking millennium ago mm-hmm. you know we're talking thousands we're talking ancient cultures and then we you know leading all the way up um you know, it's fascinating. And the cool thing about it is that thanks to Joe Rohde and his sort of vision for what he wanted, between the park and obviously the lodge, you know, Walt Disney World has become sort of the epicenter of, you know, the certainly the biggest collector. Disney is certainly the biggest collector now of African cultural items probably in the entire country. Um, and certainly the, the, the most committed and um, accurate, I should say, um, teller of that story anywhere in the United States. Um, um, thanks to these places. I would places. probably disagree with you there, Dave. Really? Have you ever been, yeah, have you ever been to the Museum of African Art on the, from the Smithsonian? It's an amazing. It's a, if, if you're ever in Washington, D.C. and you're on the green, um, one of the probably lesser used um, uh, uh, museums. Is that. The, yeah, it, it's really great. It, but but you know, it's right I haven't been in Washington. I, mean, I haven't been in Washington D.C. in thirty five years. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sec so second best. But but, and, I mean, and for, but, but, but also it's a, like a, it's a Smithsonian, right? I mean, this is a private company. That yeah. made this commitment, and certainly they've made more of a commitment to Africa and African culture and bringing that into their park than anything else in the world. Disney has made a bigger commitment to that um, with these places, with with the lot, both lodges and with the park, and it, it it is mind blowing. I mean, the amount of detail and the amount of, I mean, that that's that's multiple people's full time job curating all that and bringing that together. Right. You know, I mean, it's just mind blowing. And and as Mike said, it, that was a primer, folks. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I would. Um, we have episode to... three, five, seven, nine, eleven, twelve, <laughs> and fourteen coming up very soon here on the Radio Harambe uh, it, podcast. For for people who want a little bit more information on that there's a book which i use to help me put together these podcasts called africa and the american imagination it's by a, a woman named carol maggie m-a-g-e-e you can get it on amazon um but she was she's a professor at i forget what university but she is she is a professor of, of uh, african art and things like that she was actually she was actually involved in uh helping to put together the uh, really? animal kingdom lodge and stuff and the second half of the book Oh, she's at the University of North Carolina. I knew it was. Uh, I, I knew she was a professor there, but of art, art history there. Um, but yeah, she was involved a little bit with 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 the uh, you know collecting for the Animal Kingdom Lodge. And the second half of the book is really all about uh, AKL and Disney. So it's a, it's an interesting read if you say it if again. You're really interested in the topic. It say- is called it's called African in the American Imagination by Carol Maggie M A G E E, um, and it's it's a fascinating book. So, uh, you know, if you, you're interested in this topic, I would recommend that book highly. I'm going to, I'm looking it up right now. 
Thank you very much for that. I guess that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. All that's right, it. guys. Don't forget, we gave you all the uh, the the information on the top about finding us. If you have any questions about this kind of stuff, certainly we can help you as best we can. Um, I guess that's it. I don't want to go on too much longer because that's a lot of information to digest. And uh, my mind's a little full at this moment. <laughs> It's hard to gauge what uh, what's too much and what's not a what's uh, not. No, enough, you know? I mean, Mike, get the as, right amount. <laughs> as you said, there's so much to say about. I mean, if we just broaden it to design elements right. of the Animal Kingdom Lodge, sure, uh, there's just sure. so much to say. You got to just sort of touch on it, and and I and I certainly don't think any of it's too much. And and like I said, I suggest bringing this with you the next time you're there. And, uh, you know, listening to Mike say this stuff as you're looking at it and getting kind of an appreciation for what the stuff is and and um, really what it means and 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 the wonder of this stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> this is the real artifact here. This isn't some fiberglass representation of something that uh, Disney created. This is you're actually looking at a museum piece and. Uh, that's something unique to Disney World over there, um, yeah. and it's and it's really probably unique to many hotels, if not all hotels. <laughs> so, anyway, for Safari Mike, I'm Dave McBride. Quarini, go well. Thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. <laughs> Kwaku walu kwa melako na kungu